listening to the Business of Baking podcast with Michelle Green, the small business podcast that's all about successfully running your own sweet food company without losing your mind. If you've ever brought dessert to a party and been told you can make a fortune selling those, then you're in the right place. This is an honest, straight-talking podcast about the highs and lows of being in small business. Fueled by late nights, crazy client stories, and a permanent sugar high, we're going to listen, share, and learn our way to sweet business success. Here's your host, writer, speaker, recovering cake decorator, and incurable sweet tooth, Michelle Green. Everyone. Today on the Business of Baking podcast, I'm excited to be talking to Lynn McLean-Brown. She is a former cake decorator turned life coach, not a combination you often hear, which I think is going to make this conversation super, super interesting. We're going to get started in the conversation, but just to give you a little bit of background, her accent is not American and not Norwegian, but she lives in Norway now, and she'll tell you a little bit about her life history. She's a mom to two kids, and I'm actually really excited to be talking to her because it's someone who's pers- pursued life after cake. I think a lot of us wonder what comes next after you've been a cake decorator. And she's someone who knows firsthand what the challenges are for our industry and moving forward, hopefully how to help some of us get through some of those challenges. So welcome, Lynn. I'm excited to be talking to you. Funnily enough, I actually know you through a couple of different avenues. I know you because you used to work for some friends of mine and they told me about you and then you approached me differently. So it's particularly exciting to be chatting today because it's kind of like I feel like I've been like rolling around in your sphere for a little bit of time and now it's exciting (laughs) that we get to actually speak in person. So let's jump in. I feel like we should give everyone a little bit of context. I know that you were in the cake industry as a decorator for seven years. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you end up doing that? Uh, So yeah, hi, first of all. Uh, I kind of feel the same that uh, I've been kind of following your work and because I've kind of worked for friends of yours, I kind of feel I've been following you for a while. So it's super exciting to be able to speak to you today. Um, Yeah, how did I get into cake? For me, it started, and I think this isn't an unusual story, it started I made cakes for family and friends. My two kids were the first people I really made cakes properly for. And I got a lot of good feedback from friends and family saying, oh, you should do this professionally. Uh, so it started making cakes for friends, friends of friends, people at school doing, you know, little things for other people. And the next thing I know, I, I noticed I had a business. It wasn't really a hobby anymore. It was it was much bigger than that. Um, so then I started in about 2010, I started to take it quite seriously and sort of look at what I was actually charging and trying to actually make money and turn this into a proper business rather than, you know, just doing it for friends and doing it purely for the fun and the love of it. Um, not long after that, I think in 2012, after my daughter was born, um, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression and was really forced to kind of look at my life and what was happening with it. Um, fast forward an awful lot of things that happened, a lot of big transitions and um, big changes within our family and big changes within myself. We moved to Norway uh, looking for an adventure and looking for something different because we weren't happy as we were, the way we were living. It just didn't suit us and it wasn't the way we'd kind of plan things to turn out so yeah when I got to Norway I was really super lucky to work for an awesome company called Slickapote and Karka Boutique and I worked with them for two years and after that I kind of started to feel the pull to go back to supportive work which was the sort of thing I'd done before I had babies so I had worked with a life coach while I was recovering from depression and I had found that experience to be just awesome and I wanted to be able to do that so I mean I still bake cakes 
for friends and for my kids. And, you know, my kids have super high expectations. They want three tiers and fireworks and all that. And I still love doing that. But my day-to-day, my paid work now is is the life coaching. So yeah, that's kind of how I got to there, how I got to where I am today. So you kind of have come full circle, right? You started out in this support work, life coaching stuff, went yeah. off the cake for a while and then came back again. I did. And I definitely, I think cake's still kind of a part. It's just not how I make my money anymore. It's still something I really enjoy doing. And for me at the moment, that works. I can't say I'll never go back to cake, but at the moment that it, it works for me that it's a hobby rather than the, the way I make my money. Um, but yeah, it does feel like it come full circle. And I really, I really have missed and I'm really enjoying this type of work where it's supportive and being there for people and just having a bit, giving them a bit of time and a bit of space and being able to see changes in them is just super, super exciting. That's one of my favorite things about what I'm doing right now is being able to see someone who doesn't maybe believe in themselves or doesn't believe that they can achieve their dreams and then seeing that change in themselves and seeing them start to believe that they maybe can do something or can achieve the things that they can only dream about that's super super exciting so yeah I'm really excited about it. I think you know one of the reasons why talking to you actually really appealed to me is because that's something I spent you know I kind of say obviously that I talk about the business of baking and business skills and really but it's actually about the much bigger picture of understanding that you're capable of so much and you have so much to give the world. And, you know, I think, you know, women in particular, it's funny, you know, I speak to so many women who say things like, it's the first time I'm good at something. And I'm like, have people been telling you your whole life you're terrible at things? (laughs) It's a a funny one, you know? Yeah, I hate to kind of go down there as a woman thing, but it really feels like it is. Like, where are the confident, relaxed women? Like, we all seem to be really worried that we can't achieve what we want or the other things have to come first or you know we worry that others are better than us and that we don't have what it takes and yeah saw that why why should why shouldn't we have what we want why shouldn't we aim for the sky and be able to achieve it just like anybody else I do agree it does seem to be a very female focused kind of issue and yeah, I don't, I don't agree. It shouldn't, we should be able to have what we want. Yeah. Okay. So that brings me to, I have been known for saying that balance is rubbish, that I think mm. some, you can have some of the things some of the time, but not all the things all the time. And I think it's, an, actually I think it's an unreasonable standard that we hold ourselves to. But I, mm. I want to talk about that a little bit because I know that your focus with your coaching now is on helping busy women create a work-life balance and make more time yeah. for themselves. And as yeah. you know, I know we don't want to call this a woman thing, but I think it is a woman thing that women usually put their own self-care pretty much last on the list, especially when they have the demands of owning a business and running a home and if they have a family. Although that's not true of everybody, we all have demands on ourselves other than ourselves. Mm -hmm. What are some of the strategies that you suggest for making self-care a priority, particularly when we sometimes got to fight to make it a priority? Yeah, definitely. I think the thing is we tend to put other things first. And I like you're saying, without kind of focus on the fact that, you know, what we've said about this being a female thing or about being a thing if you have family, because not all of, I would imagine, not everyone who's listening here is either female or has family, but we all have other things that feel really, really super important to us. And very often life gets in the way of us looking after ourselves. But the thing is, we all take care of ourselves to a certain degree anyway. I mean, we all feed ourselves, we all give ourselves relative amount of rest we all play a little bit to a certain extent so we all look after ourselves to a certain extent but I think the main thing is to actually if you can notice when you need to take a break that is like absolutely key very often we know we're tired 
um, and we know we need a break, but we keep pushing through anyway. And keep like, well, it'll be fine if I just get to the weekend or if I just get to the next holiday, if I can just get to the next slow season. Um, and we just keep ignoring those feelings and ignoring the fact that, you know, what we really need is an early night or what we really need is to step back a little bit and, you know, look after ourselves so that we're able to show up and be, you know, fully present in what we're doing so that we're not just thinking, oh my gosh, this is so tiring while trying to, you know, you know, create amazing things and do what you want with your business or your life. So that would be my sort of top, top tip is that if you can notice it and at least acknowledge it when you're like, do you know what, things are tough right now. Maybe I need to do something about it rather than, you know, that pushing through an empty with gritted teeth. But we've all been there and that sucks. And that if you can notice that and do something about it, then that's, that's massively the first step rather than completely ignoring it and stuffing it down. Agreed. But then I think there are people who would say that time is what we have not like noticing it is one thing, right? And doing something Mm -hmm. about it is another. So what would you say to someone who says, that's really nice, Lynn. I know that I am about to hit the wall and I know that I'm burnt out and I know that I'm, you know, over it, but there's no way that I can make time for myself. And if I do deign to do that, I feel super guilty about it. Like, what do you say to the people who will say to you? Because there will be people who will say this. I have no time for myself and I cannot make it. I, in the nicest possible way, I would say that's not true. (laughs) No one, no one starves because they didn't feed themselves. No one collapses with exhaustion because they didn't sleep. These are ways of taking care of yourself, right? They're very, very basic. You know, people don't show up to work not having washed. We we make time for these very basic, basic elements of self-care. What I'm hopefully coming with a message today is that your mental well-being and your energy levels are just as important as making sure that you are fed and that you are rested and that you are clean when you show up for work. You know, these things are just as important. If you, if it really matters to you, then you will find the way. We've all got 24 hours in a day and it doesn't have to be massive. I'm not suggesting that people take, you know, whole days out to go to the spa or that they do, you know, visit to a retreat or take massive, expensive or elaborate ways of looking after themselves. It's about doing little simple things that replenish your energy. I mean, you've only got so much energy in a day and you've only got so many hours in a day. How do you want to spend that day? Do you want to spend that day pushing through on gritted teeth, just hoping, you know, you can get to the next stage? Or do you want to actually enjoy what you're doing? Do you want to be able to make the most of it and make the most of your business and be able to have the energy to deal with those difficult customers or that challenging cake that, you know, that has you up all night? You know, it's about... What's important to you? How do you want to show up? How do you want to be dealing with these things on a daily basis? So it's about finding little things rather than, you know, the really big stuff. Yeah, one of my top tips for little things is I got to a stage where I was really burnt out and I decided that, (laughs) this is like kind of embarrassing, but I decided that I needed to learn how to meditate because I was like, everyone's doing meditation. I should totally do that, right? But I have this... (laughs) crazy monkey brain. So I ended up Mm. downloading a free app called Calm, which I will Mm. put a a link to this in the show notes, actually. Calm is a brilliant app and they actually have like timed meditations and guided meditations, whatever. You can literally start with a one minute meditation. And I was like, Mm. come on, I can get one minute a day, (laughs) surely, you know, even if I'm like in the shower or something, there is surely a way. And that's literally how I started with meditation was the one minute meditation. And what I figured out is like, 
the minute was over so fast, it felt sort of pointless. Yeah. Like, all right, you know, I got this is ridiculous. Make it two. Thing. So yeah. I made it two, and then two was mm-hmm. kind of all right. And then, you know, I, I got to like five, and then eventually I got to 10, and 10 was good for me. But it took a mm-hmm. while to get there. But I'm like, come on, surely we can find a minute. And I think you're right. You know, one of the things I say very often is that our money, our time, and our focus go to the things we care about the most. And so the question I would ask is if you are somebody who is saying, I have no time, money or focus to put on myself, I'd say, why do you care about yourself so little? Yeah, well, definitely. I would completely agree with that. Like my, my message definitely throughout my work is that you are important. You are worthy of taking time for yourself. And I think very often the people who are telling you, I've got no time. I don't have time to look after myself. I have things to do, you know, people to look after, very often those are the people who are looking after everyone else. They're looking after families. They're looking after, you know, elderly parents. They're looking after friends. They're the one who's ringing someone else and going, are you okay? Can I help you? Can I do this for you? Can I do that for you? Those are the ones who are probably taking care of everybody else. And what I would say is, you know, if you can look after yourself in the same way as you look after everybody else, like how different would that be? And I think also what you're saying um, about the minute thing, about doing a meditation for a minute – I'm, I'm really rubbish at meditation. I've got that monkey mind as well. And I find meditation just, it doesn't really work for me because I'm busy thinking, well, I have this to do and I have that to do. And it's just not my thing. The thing that works for me is little things that make things sweeter. Like if I can play music while I'm you know, working late, or if I can make sure I reward myself with an early night after I've worked really long or going to the beach, if I can just take 10 minutes on the beach that replenishes my energy and just gives me enough time to get back to it and and you know get out there and do the things I really want to do so it doesn't have to be the airy fairy stuff it doesn't have to be yoga or chanting or incense or any of that stuff you know it can be what you love and if you think about the smells you love the sounds you love like I love my kids laughing so after a really tough day wrestling with my kids on the floor and just giggling and just playing for a little while fills me up it makes me feel happy it makes you know it gives me energy and you know, it then gives me a little bit of energy to get on with things, you know, get the dinner done, get the homework done and get all the other things done so that I'm ready for the next, you know, the next challenge and the next thing. So it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be kind of om and chanting and spiritual. It's, it's what you love and what excites you and what really makes you feel like time flies and makes you smile. It's that sort of stuff. Oh, for sure. I think it needs to be anything that kind of tops your energy back up as opposed to depletes your energy. And you're right. It can be anything. It can be playing, you know, I don't know, words with friends on your phone or whatever, FaceTiming your sister or whatever your thing is. It doesn't have to be. I just did the meditation one. Honestly, I got sucked into like the hype. I was like, everybody's meditating. This is obviously a thing I need to do. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Yeah, (laughs) It certainly is not. It's not the only thing I do, but it is one of, which I just, I just find it really actually, you know what, you know, probably helps necessarily the meditation part. I think Mm. sitting down and breathing. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. My, I guess my version of meditation would be is, having a quiet moment um, before the kids come home with a cup of tea, like literally just sitting, doing nothing, you know, putting the phone off, just sitting in a chair and enjoying the cup of tea and enjoying the silence of my house because that so rarely happens. I'm sure, you know, you've got kids too, you know, just having a minute just to sit there and not have to be anywhere, not have to do anything, just to allow yourself a minute of that. that I mean, that's my meditation. And if meditation works for any of you out there, then that's totally awesome. But it's about what finding finding what works for you rather than going, well, it has to be this or it has to be that because, you know, that's what either the media or someone else is telling me will will relax me. It's about what works for you and what you can fit into your day. 
Lynn, maybe the goal is just to like finish a cup of tea all the way to the bottom and have it stay yeah. hot. To have it stay well, hot. It's still warm. <laughs> yeah, a warm cup of tea is a victory in my day. Definitely, a warm cup of tea is yeah, completely. If that can be done, then that's self care. My kids <laughs> totally make fun of that fact that like often they will come home at the end of a school day or whatever, and there'll be like four cups of tea all around the house. Exactly. I will have made Different it. Stages all cold. <laughs> yeah, I will have made it. Like had a sip, put it down somewhere, forgot about it, made another yeah. one. <laughs> so yeah exactly you know it's, literally it's, yeah they joke it's, and they're like oh mum was here I'm like yes mum was here there's a trail yeah. exactly so yeah I mean yeah I think all we're talking about really is pausing but taking a minute and you can call it meditation you can call it having a warm cup of tea it's really just pausing for a minute and just you know not continually burning that energy up about giving yourself a bit of a break you know giving yourself what you give everybody else probably on on a daily basis yeah so yeah so, Lynn, I have a little bit of a curly question for you because you've okay. been on because you have been on both sides of the bench, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, one of the reasons why a lot of people get into cake decorating and baking, and you know, kind of handwork, I should say, because it's not just the bakers and the and the decorators; it's anybody I think who has a hobby that starts out with their hands. Anyway, so one of the reasons a lot of them get into it is because it's meditative, it's relaxing, yeah. it's therapeutic, it really kind of calms them down and makes them happy and whatever. But here's where that goes a little bit awry. The number one piece of advice I give to every cake decorator who's in business, this is specific for those in business, is I tell them Mm -hmm. that they all work way too slowly. Slow. Mm -hmm. Right? I say this all the time. This is like a major Michelle thing. I'm like, you all need to get your butt moving a little fast. Mm -hmm. Now, I say this for obvious reasons, right? Because the faster we work, the more money we make. The more money we make, the better we're doing. And time is money, right? But then there are people who will say to me, Michelle, playing with cake, taking my time, enjoying it, whatever, is the whole reason I got into it, to be able to Mm -hmm. make gum paste flowers in front of the television or, you know, whatever. So they got into it because it was therapeutic and they loved it. And here I am going, can you work a little faster? Can you just (laughs) speed it up? Thus ending their joy and their relaxing time, mm, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm very aware of that, you know. So the way I deal with this is I tell people the less time you are spending on cake, the more time you can spend on doing what you love with the people yeah. you love. And that's kind of yeah. how I get around it. But I'm curious to know which camp you're in. Are you in the work slow and truly enjoy the moment camp? Or are you in the speed it up and get it done camp? Ooh, this is going to sound like I'm sitting on the fence, but I think that answer is different for everybody. I mean, I think for me, ultimately, if I was going back into cake again, I would be sitting slowly enjoying making the peonies and the roses and things because that's what lights me up and I'm just not prepared to go super fast and yes, make my money. I'd rather, for me, I'd rather do it slowly and enjoy it. That's the thing that's important to me for cake. But that's not to say that for some other people, like, do you know what? No, I want to make money at this. And then that means I have to do it a little faster. And it means that I can spend, you know, time with the people I love doing things that I love. Then that's okay. It's about what's, what's it worth to you? Like, how much do you really truly need to sit and enjoy making roses or, you know, making cake lace or, you know, what is the most important thing to you? What completely is going to make you the happiest you can possibly be? If you're running this amazing business, um, things are going absolutely brilliantly, but you're not happy because you can't spend the time you want on your cakes, then then what's the point? But if you, what's really important to you is that you have a successful cake business and that you do something you enjoy, but you just have to do a little bit faster and that you save 
the fun stuff for when it's for friends or fun stuff for when it's for you, then that's totally fine. It's about what's what's truly the most important thing to you, what really is going to lead you to being the happiest. So, I mean, I think it's different for everyone. And I think you just have to find that thing. But I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, if you can speed up, it it frees up your time for the things that do matter, the things that are really important to you. But it's, for all of us, what's really important to us is going to be different. Yeah. Is that that clear? Yeah. Absolutely. It's a a value judgment, right? It's it's a value judgment. Completely is a value judgment. Yeah. I have this conversation with people, like, really often where they go, you know, nobody's going to pay me for every hour I work. And I think, well, why is it the customer's problem if you're slow? (laughs) It's not really. It's not their, you know, why do they have to pay more? Because you're choosing to do it in front of the television. Now, if you choose, I sort of think it's a trade-off. If you're choosing to do it slowly and take your time and really enjoy it and do it in front of the television, all more is better. But that doesn't mean somebody else has to pay for that luxury. And that is a luxury, you know? Exactly. I think so. And I don't think you would pay a doctor or a solicitor or any other profession to do their job slowly while, you know, watching TV or, you know, that's not a business. You know, that's doing something you love. And it's really about what's what's important to you. If it's something you love, then fantastic. If it's something you want to make money from, then that's a completely... You, of course, you can love what you do, but it, it's a different thing. And it's about how you treat it. And it's about, I think, finding how do you want to feel every day when you show up to work? Do you want to feel like, oh, I'm rushing through this cake? Or do you want to feel like, do you know what? I'm creating amazing things. I'm making my customers happy. You know, I'm doing something that I love and that I'm creative. You know, what is the most important thing to you? What, you know, what makes makes you tick, you know? And it's about finding what's important. And like you say, I don't think the customer should pay for you to have your hobby or whatever, but I think it's about being honest and clear about what it is you want from your cake business, you know, what it is you want. If you if you want it to be a hobby, then that's fantastic, but it's not a business, it's a hobby. It's, it's being clear about what you want from it. And, you know, there are ways to manage that and decide, well, I'll have some cakes for me and some cakes for the business. That's totally fine. And I guess that's more into your angle, but... For me, it's a value call. It's about what's the most important thing for you and what's going to make you feel good and make you feel happy at the end of the day. And my midpoint on that, by the way, I tell everyone to work faster, but the people who kind of push back on that, I say to them, well, okay, just work faster on the bits that are boring and uninteresting, the covering, Mm. the caking, the ganaching, the filling, the whatever, so that you can then spend more time on the fun bits. Right, but you you can't be slow on all the bits. (laughs) No, no, exactly. And I think that is like what you're saying about the judgment call, about working out like, you know, where do you, where do you treat the, where does this important for you to slow down and, and, you know, really soak in the joy from it. And then what other points you're like, no, this is a business. I need to, you know, crack this out so that I can actually make some money at it rather than, you know, just enjoying the process from start to finish. So yeah, I would completely agree with that. Lynn, you recently read a blog post of yours called 21 Ways to Practice Self-Love. And I actually Mm -hmm. really liked it because a whole bunch of them were like super simple, super quick, super doable. A bunch of them didn't cost any money. They were outstanding. And so I'm actually going to, I'm going to link to that article because I particularly liked it. But if anybody wants to check out Lynn's work in general, we're not done chatting yet. But in case you're curious, she's at www.lynnmcleanbrown.com. And I will put links to that in all the relevant places so you can madly chase her down and have a conversation with her about Mm -hmm. how you create those moments of time where you can in, engage in acts of self-love and in acts of just self-care, really looking yeah. after yourself. It doesn't need to be complicated or, you know, cost a lot of money or take a lot of time, you know, five minutes for that exactly. sort of thing. It's worth checking out a lot of the articles she's written. I really enjoy them. They're very down to earth and easy to understand. And that, you know, she's our people is what I'm telling you. 
So Lynn, before we finish up today, I just wanted to give you some time to tell us what you think is probably, you know, what lessons have you learned and what things are you trying to put forth into the world for all of us, not, not just mm. the ones who are cakers? I think my number one thing would be that when you want to look after yourself a wee bit better, it's kind of what you were saying about my article there, about it's not big. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be a spa day or a manicure or any of that other stuff. Because to be honest, most of us don't have time for those things. It's about, you know, putting on Netflix while, you know, you're pulling an all-nighter. It's about making sure that you have an early night you know, after when it's busy season. It's about, you know, having a moment of friends after you've had, you know, a really nightmare consultation with a client. It's about finding, being conscious about when you need to look after yourself and finding little ways. You don't have to go off to a retreat in the mountains. It's about little simple things that make you feel good and allow you to be at your best for yourself and for your business and for those around you. Yeah, I think it's also about the habit of it, actually. It's not a matter of what you do. It's a matter of doing it. And, and that's a habitual choice you make, you know, it's the habit of doing it daily or putting on that music every yeah. time or, you know, yeah. listen, listening to this podcast while you're doing your work. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's these sort of things. And I think it is practice. It took me years to get to the point where this is now a regular habit. And I'm actually like, do you know what? I need to take some time out. Do you know what? I need to go have a cup of tea. It takes practice. And with anything, even when like you make your first sugar rose, you suck at it to start with. You know what you forget. You power on. You ignore how you feel. And, and it's about practicing. It's about continually deciding, do you know what? I'm going to keep practicing at this so I get a little bit better at it. So I can feel a little bit happier and that I can do a little bit better at what I'm doing and enjoy things a little bit more. You know, so yeah, it's a skill just like anything else. And you have to be persistent and keep trying and keep trying to work out what works for you and keep going with that and keep going with what feels good. So yeah. All right, Lynn, before we close out for the day, tell me what is your current self-care challenge? What are you currently trying to work on getting better at? And then I'll I'll confess mine. (laughs) My current self-care challenge is not feeling like I have to work harder. I, as I guess, as you guys know, I have this business, I have this life coaching business, and I'm so excited about it. I get so passionate about what I'm talking about because I really believe in what I'm doing. But that makes it really easy for me to sit here for 10 hours just sitting working, you know, or going dealing with the kids and then coming back to me in the evening. And as much as I love it, it's exhausting doing that. So my challenge is to, yes, I love this, but find find a balance that isn't going to completely lead me to burnout. So that's really what I'm working on right now is catching the balance between doing what I love and actually, you know, leading myself down the road of burnout. So yeah. My current uh, self-care challenge is actually water. Oh, I, know that, okay, yeah. I know that sounds ridiculous, right? But I, I no. went, through, went through a period of time <laughs> Where I realized that on the course of a day, I was drinking the equivalent of like 250 mil, which is about a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, for yeah. an entire day, that's all I was yeah. drinking. And I'm oh, like, hmm, I don't think that's what one is meant to do. So I have now downloaded a water drinking app because apparently my whole life is run by apps. And <laughs> I'm aiming for two liters, which is about eight cups of water a day. And you know what? The mm-hmm. app actually really works. Because it sends you these little encouraging messages like, drink up, you're worth it. And I'm like, okay, I'm worth it. And I'm not hitting it every day. But again, mm-hmm. I'm trying to build the habit of reaching for water yeah. as opposed to reaching for nothing, you know? Or Definitely. if I stop and think, if I'm writing a blog post and I stop and think, instead of just staring into space, I'm like, okay, before I stare into space, I'm going to ha- grab a sip of water. So water is my current 
self-love challenge yeah. <laughs> we'll see how we little go. and simple exactly see how you go and apps are great like little reminders on your phone i have little reminders on my phone for all sorts of stuff just to help get that into being a habit so yeah it's completely cool good, good for you yeah see sometimes awesome. it's just about the little things right we got to look after ourselves in the little ways and in the big ways completely completely definitely yeah i will say one of the great joys of running your own business and running it from home is that you can do stuff like take a shower in the middle of the day and I, that's yes. an, that's an act of self-care too like oh it's it completely is. Go have a shower it is exactly yeah I'm really getting into that having been in the kitchen for a good few years and you know really just having to work completely on the customer schedule it's really nice I'm at the point where I'm like like say have a shower during the day or go out for a walk because it's absolutely gorgeous weather here today so after this I'm going to go and take a walk and kind of go yay me I did a podcast so you know little things like that it's yeah, the joys of working for yourself is being able to be a bit more flexible with your time and stuff like There that. you go. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that. Actually, we forget that we we can make choices, right? And it's all up to us. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. I think we get very led by the customer. And it's great to be led by the customer because, you know, that's what grows our business at the same time. But I think most of us get into this or a lot of us get into this industry um, because or running our own businesses because we want to be flexible. We want to be there for families. We want to do something that fits in around our lives. And it can be really easy to forget that when you're worrying about, you know, finding clients or customers or, you know, growing your business or, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's having that balance and and remembering the reasons you got into this and what it is you want to do. So yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lynn. For those of you who are interested in Lynn's work and her very many useful and interesting articles, you can find them on her website, lynnmcleanbrown.com. And again, I'll put the link to that all so you guys can find it easily. Thanks so much, Lynn, for being a guest with me today. I think that the message we want to just make sure everybody leaves with is that take the time out to be a human and to be a person, not just a business owner. It's something that I know that I feel super passionate about. And so it's great to talk to somebody who's kind of experienced that need and made it work for them on both sides of the workbench, both both behind it as a decorator (laughs) and and now in front of it as a life coach and guiding light for women just like us who sometimes find it a little hard to look after themselves. Completely. And I mean, I'm by no means perfect. It's a long journey it's a process and it's not something I ever think I'll get there and be like you know what I'm perfect at this now it's a it's a long-term thing um so if anybody wants to find out a little bit more about what I'm doing if they mention this that they heard me on this podcast I'd be really happy to offer them like a free session just so they can really find out a little bit about what what I do what coaching is what the kind of work I do because it is a little bit different it is a little bit um new for a lot of people so if people say you know what? I heard you on Michelle's podcast. I'd, I'd really love to do a free hour with anyone who's, who's interested. Oh, bonus. I might have to sign up for that one. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no problem. That is a beautiful, generous offer. Thanks so much, no Lynn. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Business of Baking podcast today, where we talk about all things baking and all things business. And sometimes neither of those, and sometimes both at the same time. You never know what you're going to get around here. It's a bit of a mixed bag of sprinkles, as they say. And I thought I'd leave you guys with my daughter Claire's most favorite quote of all. It's something that she currently has actually tacked up in the in her bedroom. She's a, a teenager for whom I think is the age at which self-love needs to start, actually, just quietly. Certainly those kids see a lot in media, which makes me wonder if we need to start getting that message out about looking after yourself yeah, earlier. Definitely. So I'm leaving yeah. you with this quote by the most fabulous RuPaul. And she or he, depending on how they're dressed at the time, <laughs> says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? So true. Amen. Definitely. Amen to that. <laughs> for listening to the Business of Baking podcast. You can find show notes, links, and other fun stuff for this and previous episodes at thebizofbaking.com. 
Until next time, may your oven stay evenly hot, your ganache never split, and may you always be in the business of being awesome.